Happy birthday to us. If Little it, miracles. If Hot Ticket had a persona, I imagine he would sound like the unicorn character, like, oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, there is there is a unicorn. Yeah, there is. He'll be out soon. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he'll definitely be out soon. It is our birthday, which is pretty cool. Not only is it our birthday, so it's celebrating our one-year uh birth of the hot ticket podcast but it's also consequently enough our 50th episode yeah i know because we had like two weeks off yeah so <laughs> we, we missed two weeks last year so it is our birthday and it's the 50th anniversary and a lot's happened in the last year yeah a you lot know? has happened a lot has happened um my knees have almost gone out on me in yeah. one year's time yeah jackie robinson broke the color barrier finally in baseball finally babe ruth who yeah the berlin wall came down last year it's crazy that was crazy george shit. washington crossed the delaware i had my kid last year yeah he <laughs> somehow somehow morphed into five years of age <laughs> in one whole year one whole calendar year yeah he's like jack <laughs> he's jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot has happened and it's a lot of good stuff you know it's it's nice to do this birthday slash anniversary episode and confidently say that this podcast has uh, surpassed all expectations for both yourself and myself. Yeah, and I'm super critical of things. So I, I, I even though I'm an optimist at heart, I take into account reality. Yeah, <laughs> as much as I can. Yeah, like what's what's going to happen? Where's it like, going to go? How realistically is this? How big is this going to get? Yeah, is it going to grow? The way? Is there, we're going to have an audience of two, and it's basically just <laughs> you subscribing and me subscribing, and it's the only listeners just talking to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool because we're happy to report that um, the podcast has gained a lot of traction over the course of a year and it's weird because we were thinking about who was i talking to literally thousands of listeners at this point a month yeah i was talking to my fiance yesterday and i said yeah we're recording the 50th episode she goes oh my god the 50th episode yeah and it's like where did time go it's crazy <laughs> thinking about yeah. how we've you know we started not knowing what we were doing really and here we are at, at episode number 50. And, of course, last week was really cool because last week was episode 49 with LRTs to Tobacco. And one of the things that we're starting to do now is interviewing manufacturers, which has become a really cool part of what we're doing in the podcast. So it's really sweet to see how it morphed from kind of didn't know what we were doing and then we gained a lot of traction in a specific area. People were calling out more for the cigar piece of it. And then here we are. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Dare I say, um, the next evolution of this podcast is going to be and the even better. The engagement's unreal. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and that's that's a huge thanks to the listeners, which is awesome. Um, everybody is, 
you know, everyone's going to have haters. You know, haters going to hate. Oh, we got those. Love is going to love. <laughs> oh, we got those. I don't even want none of the above. I just want to piss on you. Uh, oh. That was a chapter out of Dave Chappelle's book. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, yeah, we've got, we've got some haters, which I'll be honest with you. It's kind of cool. Like, oh, you're going to one, yeah. one of the things I always say is like, there's really nothing that could ever offend me. And it's really true. It takes a lot for me too. Yeah. It takes a lot. So the haters only fuel the drive to move forward and just be better at what we do. So, I mean, come it on. Works out I well. make fun of myself on purpose. Yeah. Like there's nothing <laughs> you're going too. to say to me that's going too. to irritate me. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there is, um, the cool thing is, is there's much more love than there is hate yeah. for what we do, oh, which yeah. is really awesome. Our listeners are fantastic. And, uh, you know, the I, people I, who are in our faction group are, yeah. are amazing. And you know, like this last year we've had, um, it really kind of the jumping off point was towards the end of the year and, yeah. uh, or actually the beginning of the year we had John Heber on from crown heads. Yep. We had Danny Vasquez on from Roma craft. Yep. And then we had Ram Rodriguez from, uh, El Artista. El Artista. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a lot more lined up, but we're not going to spoil it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're intensely busy right now, which is crazy because, you know, we have a lot of stuff that we want to continue reviewing. So we get samples sent almost weekly. Yeah. Um, there's a, a couple of people have sent some recently. And, and, you know, I prefaced when they started sending packages out to us. I was like, hey, we've got a huge backlog and we're trying to thoughtfully make through our way through the process. But it just takes it's going to take us some time. I think we're about at the point where. You know, I hate to refuse cigars, but I'm, I think we're going to have to kind of just temper expectations a little bit just because we have so much on the review docket. What we need is is a humi- humidor just dedicated to cigar reviews. Mm. You know, like we just need actually, another one. I actually found one. So, you know, I wanted to upgrade to a 400 count. Yeah. I found one this morning that I really want. Like it's. Is it another winner? It no. It's oh, a, you got the black one. You talking about the big ship? Oh. I'll show you later. Um, they're almost all custom made, but they come with acrylic trays that oh, are fucking sweet. They are pricey, but I think that's going to be my next move is upgrading to one of those, which is roughly a four hundred count. But it comes with four. It comes with four trays. It comes with like four shelves, which is good. I like putting loose sticks in. I never buy things by the box. So I, for me to have like yeah. an actual cabinet yeah. or shelf to put in is going to be better. But yeah, I'll be upgrading that one soon. And I think I know which one I finally want. I've been looking at them for the past, I don't know, about month, month and a half. Yeah. So I'm thinking that'll be my upgrade. And then we may use this one that I have currently maybe as our um, yeah. as our review. St- because literally everything that's in it right now is stuff that needs to be reviewed. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's packed full of stuff. I have, I have just a literally a shelf just dedicated to the reviews. Yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 entirely sapped an entire row in my cooler. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's tough. I mean, because we we although we we review and smoke often, the problem is is that we only do a podcast once a week. Right. So I think we're back. I think from what we actually have developed in reviews, I think we're backlogged five or six yeah, now yeah. that we haven't yet released on an episode. So, and I think we've probably outside of that probably have another twelve or thirteen, maybe even more, yeah. that we have to review. Just <laughs> continuing forward. Yeah. So it's tough. Bear with us. We'll get there. Um, it's just going to take us some time. 
But thank you to all the brands that do send us stuff because we like smoking new stuff. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of you brands, and it, it, we just never heard of you just for whatever reason, but it's really pleasant when we come across like a new brand or a boutique smaller brand. Yeah, of course. And you guys got a, like a bomb-ass stick. Yeah, it's really nice to see. Um, I I like the idea of new brands because I want to try new stuff. Yeah. Right? I think – it's cool to see a brand that hasn't yet built a reputation, and it really is just from the inception of smoking. There's no preconceived notion about what it is or isn't. You're just smoking, and you're looking for an experience. You're yeah. not smoking with any expectation. So I like newer brands that don't really have a lot of hype around them. I've got a few things coming to me that I'm super intrigued about. Mm-hmm. Um the the tobacco profile that exists within these cigars that I have coming they should be here in the next day or two they actually may be here today is something that's really unique and different oh, I'm not sure so, about, yeah yeah so I'm there's there's yeah. a few that are that are coming up that are going to be a little wild I have a feeling and think about oh, some of the other things that happened like this year we we've done the cigar faction right yep so we got the cigar faction group which is really awesome it was kind of cool because someone had asked within the group. Um, how you know they want to go out and recruit and bring more people in, but wanted to get our idea of tempered expectations of how many people we actually want in the group. Engagement is better than numbers, right? So, our whole thing is, um, I don't think there's a number you can be put to it. I think the number is if the faction, if the group continues to grow and it doesn't solicit good interaction or dialogue, and then it's not serving its purpose, and then I'll have to, I'll, and I'll end up having to cut it off. Yeah, because the numbers are really not important. Yeah, um, I, I, I just want good interaction. So I'm still trying to figure out what that number is, if you can put one to it. I think we can continue allowing people to be a part of it. Um, as I want, I want as many people to be a part of it as, uh, as, as we possibly As engagement. But, warrants. But right, as engagement warrants. So I don't want an overpopulated group where it's so big that we have challenges of um, creating what we initially set out to create. So it's just that kind of idea as far as the, the expectation around um, the interaction, all that has to be and it, has to be there. And then we got people, uh, they're like, hey, have you thought about doing merch or like? Yeah, it's crazy. We have thought about it. Yeah, and we will. So there's there's but some I, things that we I do. But. It would be a little bit pretentious for us to put like a big uh, or even like a uh, like hot ticket logo on things. So I feel like we're gonna have to generalize it if there is merch. Yeah. You know, like it can't be just like the big six logo or like. The hot ticket logo. It, that'd be weird. It'd be like kind of corny. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's got to be cool. Yeah, like I want to do a unicorn palette one for sure. Yeah, or a unicorn head. And then I, I've been. We've talked about it before, but there's always been ideas around making our own. Funny enough, someone actually mentioned ashtrays, and we're like, we've yeah. talked about doing that. Um, and I actually have some pretty sweet ideas for those. Yeah, there's 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 ways to, and we will. So yeah. we're, it's getting to the point where we can. Um, and and maybe that's kind of on the docket for us to do this starting year too. We're definitely going to be doing that stuff. We want to, and there's people who have asked us about it, and and I think it would be, I think it'd be cool for us to have a brand recognition out there, you know, outside of just the podcast. Because there's the like Facebook Knights group. Leaf, right? Like that's one of the most rep- reputable ones I know. There's like yeah. Knights of the Leaf. Yeah, there's um, and they got like patches, and like people are like, you you can do patches. Yeah, just. Uh, there's Cigar Steady who does a lot of cool merch. 
There's the cigar porn group, which is that ex-NFL player. He actually could play for the Cleveland Browns. Didn't he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I actually, I would love to have him on the podcast sometime. I may reach out to him. I think that'd be kind of cool. But anyway, side note. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's, there's, there's people out there who do the patches, do the merch, all that stuff. Um, I, I think we could do some clever things around some of the stuff that we've even had in the show as well. So Yeah. 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 And plus it, it helps that you're a graphic artist and you used to do that design for literally forever. Yeah. That's so that'll true. make it easier. Plus you can get t shirts from anybody now. You know, if you did t shirts or hats or whatever. I know. You just you can literally get them anywhere. Yeah. You just give them a design and they make it. Yeah. So hey, this is um episode fifty, which is pretty fucking sweet. Happy birthday, hot ticket. Happy birthday to us. It's so cool. Man, it's so, like, the time has just, like, I know. And here we are. So, yeah, it's, I was thinking about when we started the podcast. No. Oh. It's just my allergies. (laughs) It's just my allergies. Uh, I was thinking about when we started the podcast, the very first episode with Dr. Dow. So that was the very first one. And And it's funny, too, because there's a lot of people, and I love it. But I hate it at the same time because our, in my opinion, our best episodes are the ones we've done recently, right? Because the progression is they just get better. But then I, I think there's something nostalgic about going back to the ones where it all began. Yeah. And someone actually commented the other day, I think it was an Instagram about the first ep- the Dr. Dow episode. A guy sent me a message and said, yeah, I went all the way back to episode one. And I was like, oh, why'd you do that? And he's like, dude, the Dr. Dow thing is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I was just thinking about it, like how long it was that entire year ago yeah. that we recorded that episode. And it is really funny. I went back and listened to it. I mean, the audio quality is junk because I didn't really know what, you know, how to produce the audio yet. But the episode in and of itself, it's just good, funny content. I was like, you know what? That that was a pretty good starting point. Yeah, and the current events were fun, too. Like, Yeah, they were a lot of fun. I came at it as the dumb person. Yeah. Like, Corey's like, here's some topics we can talk about. I was like, no, no, no. I'm not researching shit. He just wanted to interject. <laughs> come at it candidly. Yeah, he wanted to interject without knowing anything that was going on, <laughs> which actually worked out really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and th- it was fun doing those topics, but, you know, here we are today. It's it's definitely morphed into something that's... Um, and we still kind of talk cool. about current events if they're, like, yeah. important. Yeah, if there's things that are important and relevant. But half the time, like, storytelling is way more fun. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. So what was your what was your uh if you could derive a favorite moment of the podcast what would it be? Oh man. Um or a favorite episode. Oh, a favorite episode. I love the interviews cuz I don't have to talk much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh um Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I don't know like I I love I love when humor comes naturally, and there's been a lot of those in the episode yeah. episodes. Um, but the one I always laugh at, if I ever hear it, is the one. And this is so morbid. I don't even know why I'm gonna why I'm laughing because it's morbid. Who is the uh, NFL player that like hung himself? Oh my God, AJ Fernandez. <laughs> AJ. No, AJ. No, I just said AJ Fernandez. I just named a cigar maker. <laughs> no, what the fuck's his name? Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. Why did I say AJ Fernandez? I apologize. AJ Fernandez is not dead, or is he? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> that, that, Aaron Aaron Hernandez. That entire episode of just weaving in and out 
Aaron, what is his name? Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, tight end for the Patriots. His ghost walking, <laughs> walking through the jail. <laughs> I'm gonna get you, <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was a really good episode. That was one of the earlier ones too, I believe. I used to listen to him. I mean, I still sometimes listen to him. I'll listen yeah. to him when I'm working out. Yeah, just to kind of like see what we we did. Because I'll be honest, people like I don't know if it's like the same with you, but when we do episodes, I black out. Like. I don't yeah. remember half the sh- when you do highlights of yeah. the episodes on Instagram. Like, did I I'm say like, that? When did I say that? Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. Um, yeah, it's I I don't like listening to them again, but I have to. I really <laughs> have a choice just because yeah. I have to. I do all the post production stuff, so I listen to them at least twice. Yeah, um, and there's definitely a lot of stuff that I end up missing. That I yeah. otherwise, you know, if if I hadn't listened to it again, I would, you know, I would have totally forgot what we said. Um, but yeah, that that Aaron Hernandez episode was a good one. I one of my favorites recently, and I don't know what it was. It just seemed like the episode was real smooth and fluid. Was the Lavacada episode? Oh yeah, uh, that was. I don't know what it was about that episode, but it ended Vocado. up being Vocado. <laughs> It ended up being one of my favorite ones, just because I don't know what it was. It's just like playing it back and listening to it. I was like, damn, that's a great episode. Yeah, um, that was probably one of my recent. Uh, favorite ones that wasn't an interview episode, but the recent three interview episodes They've that been we've really done, great. those are probably my three favorite. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to them, if you're listening to us now and you haven't listened to the John Huber interview or the Danny uh, Vasquez interview or the Ram Rodriguez interview, those interviews, in my opinion, are really good because it gives you something. It gives you something that you can listen to that has an outside perspective or that has you know, notable experience within the cigar industry. And there, and there's a lot of good humor and there's a lot of funny moments. You know, we're not, we're not dry. And I'll tell you this right now. Those three guests have not been dry. No, they have like, not. they're all really funny. Good guys. Ram, I was a little concerned about you. Yeah. And, 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 and I was concerned about language, the barrier. language barrier. <laughs> <laughs> and I was concerned. Uh, and this is no slight against Mr. K, but he mentioned that Ram, you were slightly, cause I know you'll probably listen to this. Hopefully. Uh, he mentioned <laughs> that you were kind of shy and we were like, Oh shit. So yeah. we're kind of like a bit outspoken. Kind yeah, of, we're not as shy, kind of flamboyant. Yeah. For sure. And and I was like, oh, shit. Like, the gelling was a concern. Like, if we're going to be, like, we're going to be these people that are, like, asking questions, trying to be real candid and, and kind of, gonna like, go, smooth. It's like, see. Yeah. See. No. Just, like, <laughs> one 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 word responses. Right. No, it was an awesome interview. It's like, I had how, a lot of fun on that one. How do you feel about your brand since its inception in the 1950s? Great. That's good. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, captivating. I pull in, pull in fucking teeth to get an answer. <laughs> yeah. And they haven't been like that at no, all. So they've been awesome. The, I, think, I think my fit. Well, it's hard to say that I have a favorite of the three. I think I've listened, obviously, all three of them multiple times. And, of course, we recorded them. It, it's, it's hard to say that I have a favorite. But I think because it was the first one, the John Huber one was just so good. Yeah. Um, you know, that he's a character in and of himself, which is really cool. Yeah. And he's really well known in our industry, but he's just so candid and so open and very organic. You know, that was part of the process when Chris and I started when we really started considering like doing the interview style. And of course that opportunity presented itself to us in a really weird manner 
Um, and it's crazy how it, how it materialized into what it did. But what was really cool about that is that we got a guest on who very much likes and appreciates the things that we like through that process, right? It was less interview, more conversation. I say interview, um, because we are asking questions and we're soliciting feedback, but really it's just having a conversation. I look at it as like, I just want to get to know you better and this is how and I one, do it. And one of the most genius things you did on the interviews is we start recording yeah. long before they even realize we're recording. Yeah, most yeah, those three guests had no idea we were recording when we started recording. And it's just to just capture them into it. Because, yeah, it just captures the conversation um, from the very beginning. You know, I do that is it it because a lot of people are get nervous when the anticipation of like starting. Right, yeah. right. It's like, oh, are we on? And it's like, oh, we've been on for twenty minutes. You know. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, shit. And, and it, we do that. And it's just to, it's really to capture who those people are naturally. Bill Rigoni from the faction. Yeah. When you do interviews, try that. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a really it's it helps just keep things nice and calm. And, yeah. and you know, the organic piece of it is yeah. is usually always there when you kind of ease into it. You know, I like to throw a little lube on the tip yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't like to just go plunging in plop, plop, balls deep i like to ease it in yeah. slowly ease it in yeah. lubricate the b-hole a little bit <laughs> yeah um yeah so I, the interview episodes are probably probably my favorite yeah. i have to say yeah god what a what a good ride well you know since we're since we're here about halfway through the episode since we're here and we're queer. i feel like it's fitting you know, we used to drink on this show, mm-hmm. and um, funny enough, we poured ourselves, um, yeah, uh, some rum. Uh, compliments of Mister K and uh, Ram Rodriguez. Yep, uh, from El Artista, they gave us some rum yep. along with a bunch of cigars, which we will have on future episode reviews. Yeah, so we're gonna take a shot of the Diplomatico Reserva go. Exclusiva. And this is a product of Venezuela. And this is actually probably one of the, what do I want to say? Probably one of the more popular oh, rums. Like, because <laughs> almost just dumped his rum all over the microphone. <laughs> um, this is probably one of the more popular rums that I think is out there. And now I want to buy a giant bottle of it. All right. But uh, we're going to cheers to each other and hey. uh, take a shot. Happy birthday, Hot Ticket. Happy birthday. All right. Here we go. Oh, shit. Ooh, that's smoother than <laughs> I th- that's smoother than I thought though. That's pretty delicious. You know, I just happened to get some of it in my nostrils. Oh, it's aged rum. Yeah, it comes with like a little corky cork too, which is pretty sweet. You won't believe what I just fucking did. What'd you do? I held my phone up like I was capturing video, and I never clicked the record button. You're retarded. Son of a bitch. I don't have any more rum. <laughs> we're we're all out of rum. Bitch. I was like, I'm going to do a video of it, and yeah. I'm going to record it, so it's kind of like a staple in our year in a yeah. video format, and I didn't record the goddamn shot. Yeah, that's because you're a dummy. Oh, fuck it. You're that a dummy. Um, hey, so I'm going to do something real quick, and I apologize, but I'm actually going to pause this real quick because i got to go do something. So hang tight. We'll be back at you in a second.
All right, and we're back. Sorry about that, everyone. Welcome back to the Hot Ticket Podcast, where everything's made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will say this. My, I, I. The reason we stopped is because I kept hearing my dog whining. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Why is he whining?" He just went out and took the fattest diarrhea shit oh, I've ever seen. Brody. So I'm glad he let me know, but he also fucking mangled a wine cork as well. Are you drunk? If you're drunk, no, no, oh, okay. not even close. Uh, but I did toss in a piece of gum because my nostrils were burning. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little bit up in my nasal cavities. Uh, but anyway, whew, back at it. Yeah, so so one of the things, uh, you know, considering we're one year in again, or, you know, it's been one year, is kind of like look at some of our top picks of cigars within the last year. Yep. And there's been a lot. Now, yep. there's been a lot that we haven't reviewed, so I Correct. unfortunately there, there are some of even some of our favorite sticks didn't make the list because we didn't review it. There's a bunch there's a bunch on that we've reviewed that haven't made it to the podcast. Yeah. I'll put it that way. And vice versa. Uh there's ones that I know we've done and talked about on the podcast that I haven't yet put a formal right. <laughs> a formal review process yeah, to. Yeah. But that said, we are going to give you guys a recap of some of our favorite cigars from the last year. Yeah, we sure are. Starting with, let's go. Let's go the highest and then down. How does that sound? Um, that sounds good. So, uh, for any of you who haven't heard the episode, our, honestly, our favorite cigar that we have ever done on the review in the show. Has been the Liga Provada number nine. Oh yeah, hands down, hands down. It, it's it's one of the cigars that uh, honestly is w- way worth the price, and is some of the best flavors of that I've had in a cigar ever. Shouldn't we start at the one that's not number one? I mean, we can. But we already just did. <laughs> <laughs> so we were gonna we were hey, gonna make this enthralling and nix, anticipatory, nix but nix that. We'll start from the bottom. Yeah, let's start from the bottom. At number six, ignore that last two minutes. <laughs> At number six, the Lavocada from LFD. Yeah, which I just stated was probably one of my favorite episodes that we did, and it's not just because it was such a great cigar. Um, but that being said. It is a fantastic cigar. So at the time, we were talking about we don't review enough LFDs, and then we did like three within a matter (laughs) of like five weeks. Um, And the Lavacada, which is very – it has a very similar representation to that of the Lenox, which is one of LFD's most popular cigars, uh, minus the Andalusian Bowl. Um, The Lavacada was one that – it floored me, really. I thought it was such a good cigar – um, I really love the Vitola of the Lavacada, and I think they only made it in that one Vitola. Yeah. It's just a really good cigar, that dark fucking wrapper. There's something about the flavor profile of that cigar yeah. that I fell in love with. Now, I can't, I can't pronounce the name to save my fucking life, but it is a fucking good cigar. And it is, yeah. in my opinion, better than the Lenox. So if you yeah. haven't gotten the, uh, the Lavacada... You absolutely for sure should. And why don't you just take a step back on memory lane and go listen to the Lavocada episode. Yeah. The Lavocada episode is a good episode. So we definitely recommend you listening to it. Um, yeah. that it. I think out of the LFD line, um, it actually, given my experiences with everything I've had of LFD, now the Andalusian Bowl, from a flavor perspective, 
cannot be beat. However, the experience overall, I have to put Lavacada at number one. Yeah. Yeah. Coming in at number five. Los Calaveras 2017 background heads. Yeah. Okay. So this is – we had um, – so when we had John Huber on the podcast – we talked about a little bit about the Las Calaveras. We talked about the 2014, and John mentioned kind of that was the Holy Grail. I disagreed with, and, and I think John disagreed with it too, right? The 2014 was the 2014. It's the Holy Grail because it was the first Las Calaveras right. that came right. out, right? People fall in love with the, the original, the yeah. OG. Um, for me, the 2017 has been by far the best one. Yeah, I, I, don't, I just don't – I've smoked every single one of them multiple times. And that I feel like there's nothing that could beat, and the Las Calaveras line could beat the 2017. Now, when I stack that up against other cigars, it's still it's still superior. Yeah. Absolutely, it, it is up there with the best of the best. If I had to rank my top favorite cigars, yeah. the Las Calaveras 2017 specifically would be up there. By the way, did you see what has been posted from John in regards to the 2018? So the release is coming up. Did you see the color of the band? It's black, right? No, it's bright fucking green. Oh no! It I is like it is like grass bright. This green. last year was black, wasn't it? Yeah, this last yeah. year's was black. Then they're traditionally, I think it's I, like a it's a change. It's a lime green. It's a lime yeah. green. It looks really fucking cool. Yeah, I'm super stoked about the 2018, and just been teasing the fuck out of it, which is driving me nuts. But I think that when it comes out, and which is probably given the fact that we're now in the end of April, almost approaching May. I have to make the assumption that that's going to be an IPCP. It will be nice. Yeah, absolutely. Which is cool. That said, check out that episode if you haven't checked it out. Yeah, the Las Calaveras episode, or yeah, the Las Calaveras episode. I actually went through its episode twenty-eight. By the way, uh, listened to it yesterday. It was really good. And then also make sure you guys check out the uh, John Huber episode. You too. won't believe this for a second, but this is the truth, Corey. This is the absolute truth. Coming in at number four. Is the Andalusian Bull. Now, I'll say this. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, I'll say this. In the ap- episode of the Andalusian Bull, I scored it pretty damn high. Yeah. Corey scored it significantly lower because he had issues with his burn and his draw. Right. And that affected the score. However, the average still came out to a competitive score that made the top six. Yeah, okay. And here's the thing I don't hate the Andalusian Bull. I actually fucking love it to death. I just had so many issues. And and uh, if you guys noticed the pictures that I posted at the time, the Andalusian Bull, it was like when you can say, hey, a filler was packed too tight. Yeah. This was – that's an understatement to what happened yeah. with my experience with this cigar. Yeah. It was packed so tight. It was so full that it actually – the way that it burned and the way that it drew was so negatively impacted that it was just a really, really poor experience overall. That being said, there's the flavor of that cigar probably is, if not – it may be my favorite flavored cigar. Yeah. Or it's, it's a really close number two. I'll yeah. put it that way. So – I can see how the cumulative score, the average of both, still makes a top because yeah. I didn't. I f- I scored it. I think as about perfect as you can get on flavor, but I just beat the fucking piss out of it on everything else because it was just so poor. 
Um, but I have another one aging right now, which yeah. I plan on smoking soon. You're so, welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that smokes well, I, I said I wasn't going to come back and re-review and rescore it, but that I said I was going to update everybody on the experience overall. Yeah. And perhaps how it may differ from the first time. And I'll probably end up doing that sooner rather than later. Um, but I'm, I'm not surprised that this averaged out still in our top six. Yeah, yeah. It's still – I was like, oh, and quite And quite honestly, had my experience been better, it could have been number one. Yeah, it could it, have it been. It could have been really it close It could have been up there with number the number one. nine. Right. It could have been yeah. really close to a number one. Coming in at number three, people, this isn't a – this isn't a – oops, I said the wrong name. You're going to hear it. The Alpha Absinthe Infused Maduro comes in at number three. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this so, is an, an infused cigar with absinthe, if you've right. ever had absinthe. Right. And it's our number three. So I already have a love for the Alpha line, and it's not just because of the cigars. It's because we have a lot of interaction with the uh, Alpha guys as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, dare I say, I think they were the first ones to ever send us samples. We were so excited. Like, we were like, holy shit. We're we getting samples. Oh, it's going to be on the podcast. This is awesome. We're going to review. Um, we're going to do a giveaway. Which was really cool that we had the opportunity to do that overall as it was kind of our first. You know, we were yeah. super excited at that time. But in addition to that, they really do make a really good, superior, high-quality cigar. It's one that even today, I'm like, this is up there, in my opinion. And I don't like infused cigars. I I've said either. it so many times. I'm not a huge flavor infusion guy. I was early on because it helped kind of create the balance for me going into more premium tobacco, straight premium tobacco as opposed to the infused category. But this cigar, by itself, with as many cigars as I smoked, is absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah, that was a really good cigar. Yeah, it's it's um it's one of my favorite. It's it's so good. By the way, just so people know, I haven't actually bought a cigar in a long time, unless I'm going to a shop like out of state or whatever else. But like for stuff that's in my humor, I have not bought a yeah. cigar. It's been a long time. Yeah. We get sent so many samples that if I bought any, I wouldn't have any room for them. That being said, the last purchase, big purchase I made, was of the Alpha Maduro, and I bought a box of 10 of them. And it was because I liked them that much. I was like, I just need to get these. Yeah. Um, so it is, it is a regular participant in my humidor. I think I have three left, actually. That's how many I've smoked, and then I've given a few away for people to try. Yeah. Um, that's how much I like that cigar. Alpha. So I'm, I love the fact that the Alpha Maduro has made our top five. It is definitely worthy, and I know people are hesitant when they hear infusion. I'm telling you, this cigar is not like other infused cigars. You've got to try it. It's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Coming in at number two, it's the Daddy Mac. Oh, yeah. Fuck, dude. This is one of my favorite <laughs> cigars. So uh, the Cornelius and Anthony Daddy Mac. I was hard dick riding yeah, Cornelius and Anthony for like months. Like it was – I was just – I was on that bus. I think we scored right. it in 94. Yeah, it was, it was definitely one of the highest scores that we've given. And there's a ton of cigars out there we still have to review, so I have to imagine we're going to get a whole bunch in that kind of uh, that range, that category. Yeah. But the Cornelius and Anthony Daddy Mag, I cannot express to anybody who has never had Cornelius and Anthony, is not readily available everywhere. You're not going to find it in every brick-and-mortar store. But I'm telling you right now, it's available online. You can find the cigars. You can find them on Thompson. You can find them on JR. 
you have to get your hands on the Daddy Mac. It is absolutely one of my favorite cigars that I've ever smoked. I, I only have two left, and I'm, like, crying about it because they're just sitting there, and I'm like, I don't want to smoke them because I don't want it to end. <laughs> yeah. um, and I just don't have room for other stuff. But the great thing about the Daddy Mac that I, I love the most, so it's made at the Lozona factory, which is the Espinosa factory. There's a lot of stuff that comes out of Lozona. Typically, the things that come out of Lozona are, are pretty spicy. It's Nicaraguan. There's a lot of really heavy spice cigars that come out of there. Mm-hmm. And for anticipation for the Daddy Mac, I thought it was going to be relatively the same. Like, so like, I'm going to get this spice-heavy cigar. That I don't know how much I'm actually really going to enjoy. Yeah. From a flavor perspective, it is probably one of my favorite cigars. I've smoked it more times than I've smoked some of the things out there that I say aren't my favorite. That's yeah. how much I love this cigar. It is... One of the most well-balanced cigars I think I've ever had. And actually, really, the output from Cornelius and Anthony with the Meridian and the Ariel, their cigars are so good. Really, they are superior. I've never had construction falls. I've never had pitting or anything like that. They are Every single one I've had has almost been flawless. And the Daddy Mac, the score that's represented here, I think I gave it a 94, mm-hmm. is, is totally worthy. Yeah. Now, like the black cat that you just saw creep across the front of your feet a deja vu moment that pops into your head at number one (laughs) it's a like a bravado number nine it's the number nine and you know what here's the thing the next closest to that is the daddy mac with a score of 94 i scored the number nine at a 98.6 i gave it a 97 it is as close to perfection in a cigar that I think we've ever gotten. I will say this. We have scored other cigars in the past that I think would be close. I think that I've scored pretty high, but nothing as high as this. And listen, I have a bias towards the number nine. It is my all-time favorite cigar. However, I was extremely objective as it relates to our scoring system when I smoked the last sample that we smoked for this review You're going to be the most critical with it because you like it so much. I am actually super critical of this cigar. There's, I know if I'm disappointed by anything in the cigar that I'm probably going to score it a little bit harsher. Yeah. And it was absolutely fucking flawless. Yeah. There is – it's hard to give anything bad on the score. This cigar is so well-constructed. It's so well-made. And really – so this cigar was made – it literally – the translation is made for the boss, right? So like there's there's a saying on – you'll see on the band of the cigar, um, it's translated from Spanish and English. It means made for the boss. And this cigar only – I think it's rolled limited per day, meaning that the four rollers – I think there's four people that roll it. I think they can only roll a maximum of 100 a day, and then the quota stops. So whenever they get there, and it's literally because it's the the craftsmanship, what they pay attention to from a quality perspective, mm-hmm. they want to make sure that the output of this cigar is flawless every single time you smoke it. The time and attention put towards it is nothing like I've ever seen in another cigar. Yeah. I mean, there's... Some of the higher quality Fuentes, the Padrones, the Davidoffs, even if you want to get into the Cahiba and the Cuban categories, in my opinion, there's nothing that's ever been made as well as the number nine. It just, I, I've never seen it. I've never seen it in another cigar. Yeah, it was as close to perfect as I've had on a score, at least on this review, like these reviews, like yeah. on the show. Yeah. For sure, the closest to perfect. Yeah, there's it's something about that cigar. That if we take every single category of, impor- of importance when we talk about construction, we talk about burn, um, and we talk about the flavor, there's it's the only one I've had where 
I could literally go across the board and go perfect, 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 yeah. and just keep going through the scoring process and say there there is no flaws. Now I know eventually I'm going to smoke a number nine and then be like, God damn it, no, that I'm going to have some sort of I'm going to have some sort of issue with, right? That's just yeah. by nature that's going to happen. But I've smoked a lot of them. It is my favorite cigar. I, I smoke them. I don't smoke them as frequent as I used to just because I'm trying to You don't want to burn stuff. yourself out either. Right. I definitely don't want to burn myself out on them. Um, but every single time I've had one, it's been nothing but flawless. I mean, there's a reason I fell in love with it. And that, that's and it wasn't around the hype of it. The number nine, when I first smoked it, I wasn't balls deep into like where, where we are now. It yeah. was just trying something new and trying to find a cigar that – I really thought was good, and it was actually one that was recommended to me. And when I had it, I was like, this is unlike anything I've ever yeah. done, which is really cool. That said, that is our top six picks from the last year of the Hot Ticket Podcast Cigar Reviews. But guess what, people? We're going to do something a little bit extra special. We are going to do something special. We are going to be doing a giveaway following this, starting this week of our top six picks from the last year. Now, this is assuming we can get our hands on some quality ones. Keep right. that in mind. But our goal is to put together our top six cigars from last year and do a giveaway that starts this week. Right. So when you're listening to this, we'll have the rules of the giveaway. We'll have the criteria will be generated and created next week. So by the time you hear this, we'll be ready to roll with it. And um, the lucky winner will receive some of what we say are the best cigars that we've smoked and reviewed in the past year. Yeah. So that said, stay tuned. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and if you just heard the names we just rattled off, you're going to get shit. some good shit. Yeah, you're going to get some good stuff. There's no doubt. That said, I think it's <laughs> I think it's that time again, Corey. Yeah, we've got some questions. We got a fuck ton this week. Give me one hot millennia is the <laughs> <laughs> yeah is the segment we're now calling. Give it. me one hot century. Because <laughs> all the questions well, we, answer we got, your we're questions from our cigar faction group on Facebook. And if you want to join that group, you can join us at facebook.com forward slash the hot ticket cigar faction, where you can also submit your questions, uh, right. and we will get to them. We have a backlog, but we will get to them. Yeah, we will get to them. Starting off with number one. Uh, Darren Quayle says, what's your dessert or desert, desert, desert island cigar? Oh, if you had one cigar you could take with you, I think we could probably guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a pretty nice segue into our number one and <laughs> two. Right. right. Um, I would have to say, well, hopefully if I'm on a desert island, I'm, I'm not. I'm not jonesing for a cigar. I'm, I'm more. I'm more Sorry wishing about survival. Hoping, right. I'm more wishing that you know my SOS distress call <laughs> reaches. You're using your cigar as an SOS. <laughs> reaches someone who can save my life. But I would say if I, if I, uh, if I knew it was all coming in and I had one cigar with me to soak smoke, I I would have to say the number nine. Um, my, given, given what I've smoked thus far, mine would for sure. Be the Gurkha one million dollar cigar. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and you know what's sad is on that the, you'd, probably, you'd probably have a really horrible experience. <laughs> oh, this fucking sucks. <laughs> Desert Island or not, this cigar is terrible. And you just put it out in the sand. You're like, fuck this shit. You're like, not even a quarter yep, way through. This cigar's done. Um, if it really was a, c- a serious cigar, it'd probably be a toss up between the Cro-Magnon Fomorian from. Uh, uh, Roma Craft, or even again, Roma Craft, the Wonderlust. I got a chance to smoke the Wonderlust, and it yeah. is fucking amazing. Yeah, I have one sitting in the old Humi right now that I'm pretty excited Thanks, about. Thanks, Darren. 
Uh, yeah, good question. Philip Williams asks, uh, what are some practical ways your current faction crew can help you grow the faction? So here's these questions, and I'll, I'll preface it this way. Um, I think just simple recruitment, right? If you know some people who you think could benefit from being part of the group and having the dialogue and having the interaction and the camaraderie, um, you know, feel free to invite them in. You know, we're it's not that we're – we're not trying to stifle the growth of the group. We just want to make sure that we're bringing in people who can um, kind of bring something to the table, right? Who can are interested in the dialogue, interested in the things that we discuss, and bring their own thoughts to the table and their own experiences to the table. Like we have some, we have some guys in our group who are aficionados to a degree that most people in the industry are not. And then we have people who are truly novice smokers who are yeah. just wanting and willing to learn. The great thing is, is those who are more experienced and norm, norm that are more knowledgeable are imparting their wisdom and knowledge on everybody else. So that kind of dialogue, so long story short, and I know this is a kind of a long winded answer. I want to make sure we keep that dynamic. So from a recruitment perspective, the only thing I'd say is if people are interested in growing the group and helping us grow the group, make sure that you're being thoughtful in that recruitment process, that you're bringing people in who want to learn or can impart some sort of knowledge, but keep the dialogue and the messaging going. Yeah. I'm not going to really add to that. I think that's a good enough answer. Yeah, I nailed it. Uh, Denny White asks, here's a silly question. When you store cigars, do you take the cellophane off or do you keep it on? I take mine off, but I didn't know if, if it really matters or not. It's a it does matter. Great question. It does matter. Um, and a lot of people have preference one way or the other. Yeah, they do. If anybody has seen the pictures that I have that I post, um, just of like what I have in my shelves, you'll notice that I have some cigars in cellophane and then I have some not in cellophane. Um, I for cigars, there's certain cigars that I like to keep in cellophane because it helps preserve the oils. It helps preserve um, the moisture within Can the cigar. Can I add on to that? Yeah. Cellophane acts absolutely helps better regulate the fluctuations in your humidity and temperature in your humidor. Yeah, it's it. I'll put it this way. It's not bad to leave the cellophane on, and it's not bad to take it off. Yeah. It's really preference. So, and, and wrappers that I have that are really dark that I know I'm wanting to age long term, I like to keep those oils in place. So by doing by keeping the cellophane on, I have the ability to do that. Depending on how long I'm looking to age them, so there are there is certain inventory you will see in my humidor that I keep the cellophane on, but you don't have to. And keep in mind, cellophane, even though it seems like a plastic, it's very porous, so a lot of the humidity and temperature will bleed through it pretty easily, right. including the other flavors of the other cigars that you have in the humidor. Right. So it's not complete isolation. Right. It just helps keep some yeah. of the things in that you want to keep in the cigar, especially through an aging process. Yeah. But if you're looking just to kind of turn and burn as far as you're bringing inventory in and you're looking to smoke it in the next week, you don't have to keep it in the cellophane if you don't want to. The other thing I'll say about cellophane that I really actually appreciate and enjoy the fact that I have a really large inventory now is that it helps protect against damage. One of the reasons I like having cellophane on in certain instances, if I'm rotating things around, I'm trying to reorganize my inventory, the cellophane helps helps keep the cap from getting damaged, the foot from getting damaged from any sort of damage happening to the cigar at all. So um, that's a great question. It's one, I think it came up in the past and we spoke to it many, many episodes ago, but um, really kind of, quite honestly, it's personal preference. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this just seems like a fitting question, so I'm going to move you up. Uh, Mike Palmer asks, what's your future goals for the podcast? And we've kind of addressed this before, Yeah, um, but it, it is definitely more fitting to something that feels more um, 
More engaging is one. Right. More ways to listen. Actually, maybe more ways to watch. Right. And uh, more interviews. And um, obviously more reviews. Yeah, it's it's all a progression, and Chris and I are mapping that out now. It's a good question, Mike. Mike also has a podcast called Cigar yeah. Hustler. Um, which we're actually looking to do a collaborative podcast mm-hmm. with them. So we're going to be setting up something to do a podcast with Mike, hopefully here in the near future. Um, but in addition to that, there's things that we're going to be mapping over the course of this year, goals, what we want the podcast to kind of morph into long-term. And, you know, some of those things are going to be introducing video into it, um, maybe applying this to a YouTube channel. I will say this. My basement looks like a dungeon. I'm looking at it right now. Um, (laughs) But I do have plans to kind of redesign the basement as a whole, which will make it more conducive for studio quality. Um, So we probably won't introduce the video feature until some of those things are done. But in addition to that, I think the big piece of it is doing more interviews with manufacturers, getting the word out about certain manufacturers and – you know, help telling their story about their brands and their backgrounds. I think that's one thing that's super appreciated, especially with the three that we've done so far. So, and the other thing, future goals is we'll never be biased. We're never going to be pretentious. We're going to right. continue to do things the way we do, humble ourselves, because it's important. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a good that's a good point. So there's what do we plan on doing differently, and what do we plan on doing that's the same? Yeah. Um. We're gonna keep doing the conversations the same way, right? Yeah. It's um the pretentiousness. That's a big piece of it that we always talk about, and and we've talked to you guys. If you listen to some of the interview podcasts, I'm very intentional on the questions I ask about what people think who are in the industry, what the future looks like. You did that with Ram Rodriguez last week. And he even specifically mentioned on that he sees less interest from a millennial generation. That's why Chris and I do this is because we want to gain interest. We want that next generation to be as fruitful as the last one. And there's going to be things that are changed, but it's a progression nonetheless. Cigars aren't going anywhere. It's how we, it's how we present them going forward to allow people to have an understanding of what they are, the rich history, but then to actually make a progression that otherwise would have never happened. You know, we may be a small medium to do that, but it's something that we're going to continue that messaging on because we think it's important long-term. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Good answers. Great questions. Good answers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's, let's do, uh, let's do one more. How's that sound? Yeah, we'll do one more. We'll do one more from Dan Gibson. He asks, uh, for your non-unicorn friends, should you buy filler cigars or just keep spending your money on self-indulgent quality and tell them, <laughs> tell them to fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Um, I always keep some humidor fillers just in case, uh, cause it's, it's not uncommon from time to time for where if I'm smoking by myself or maybe if I have people over, someone mentions something about a cigar. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to give my best inventory ever. So Dan, to, to kind of layer in this question, I'm never going to give my best inventory to someone who doesn't appreciate cigars to the degree that I do. And it's not to say that I don't want them to try something differently, but let yeah. them figure that out for themselves just as I did and just as you did. Um, but I do keep some humidor fillers. I do keep some uh, lower grade inventory for people who are just in inter- in- they're just interested in the practice of smoking, but not necessarily in it to the degree that the rest of us are. And that's okay. Like I think it's good to have yeah. some on hand that you can give to a friend. Um, but 
to answer the second part of your question, I think that's also reasonable. I think it's reasonable just to buy the stuff that you want to buy. And then if someone asks you for it, you tell them to go pound sand. I did that once two years ago to a guy who was asking me, oh, did you bring any cigars with you? I'm like, yeah, I did. And he goes, can I have one? I was like, absolutely not because I spent way too much money on this and you know nothing about it. And I'm not going to give you something that you quite simply aren't going to appreciate and will probably probably end up putting out at about halfway through. I was about to say. My so li- I'm just not going to do that. My life lesson was I've given people some quality cigars before. And more often than not, if it's anything over Robusto, um, they give up about halfway through. Right. And then you're just looking at like, oh, my God. I can't believe you wasted that, that delicious cigar. That is literally like 6 to $7 worth of wasted premium tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I won't do. Or I guess the other thing, Dan, is if you don't have any friends, you don't have to worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just be like us no friends whatsoever yeah it's it's a good question um i am of the ilk where i would say I, i'm i'm kind of the guy who would say go pound yourself um go pound sandwich i'm not giving you my good quality stuff um but because i buy so many cigars and i try a lot of things some of them just happen to be in my opinion defined as good humidor fillers yeah. and i have a lot of those so there's not inventory i have that i can't give away um but if i only had good quality stuff i'm not giving it to anybody yeah and actually we're going to do one more question because it actually this this particular question actually leads into another question comes from earl scott who i believe is a newer member Oh, sweet. He asks, what's a great cigar or cigars to keep in your humidor for friends who show interest in starting to smoke? That is a great question, my friend. I and mean, do we want to be overly specific about it, though? I, I, I think I will. I'll give you some kind of roundabout ones that I think are, are good kind of starters. Okay. Um, always start with a Robusto. Always, if you're going to have uh, cigars in your humidor, start with Robusto. Or a smaller Robusto. I mean, you can go smaller. Small I would say don't go bigger than a Robusto. Don't go bigger than that because trying to get friends to commit to a two-hour smoke yeah. uh, their first time out ain't going to happen, man. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll lose interest pretty quickly or they'll they'll just not want to continue smoking. Um, that said, I mean, there are some starter cigars that a lot of people say are tried and true starter cigars. You got, yeah, Oliva, you got the Oliva V's. Um, honestly, like, even though it's a bigger stick, I thought it was always a good one, which was the, um, CAO Columbia just had a nice sweetness to it. Yeah. The Bogota. The Bogota was just a really nice. Which you could do the Robusto Columbia if you wanted to be just as good. Um, Herrera Esteles. I know it's a little bit more spicy, but it's a very small Vitola. Yeah. If you get the Corona. Yeah. The Corona. And it, you could smoke through it in like 45 minutes and it's a very cheap cigar. Um, by Drew State, right? Herrera, yes, yeah. Drew yep, State. Drew State. Yeah. Um, so those are some ones to keep in mind. Just I would say general rule of thumb: new smokers probably keep to a Maduro wrapper to give a little bit sweeter flavor to the wrapper, and keep the Vitola small. Yeah, uh, those are some specific picks, and I will say I'll preface it this way: as far as having humidor fillers or or you know, if you have people over, you have friends over who are interested in smoking. Um, if you're offering that up and or they ask you, I would say this: just don't. I would don't buy anything expensive. Yeah, you know, don't don't make a 1926 year humidor filler unless you have the the expendable funds, um, which I don't think many of us do. Um, in addition to that, I like Chris. I like your approach as far as the small vitola absolutely make sure that they're smoking a small, especially if they're not, 
if they aren't an experienced cigar smoker, people can be turned off pretty easily by cigar smoking as much as they like, this is manly and this is what I'm going to do. I never see cigar smoking that way at all. Like it makes me manly. I just love doing it. But some people are like, oh, having a cigar in my hand on the golf course. With my Rolex. Yeah, with my sweet Rolex, my fake Rolex. Um I would say in those instances, just make sure that you have something that is a little bit smaller. Don't spend a lot of money on them. I would say um, take the guidance of a tobacconist and or do your research online as far as the flavor. Um, you know, if something says this is a very spicy cigar, you'd probably want to keep someone away from something like that if they're wanting a reasonable experience. Unless you want to prank them, you can do that too. There's a few in the Espinosa line. You could probably give someone and make them throw up the first time. So it <laughs> depends on how much you like or hate the person. But I say as a general rule, make sure you're doing something that's relatively inexpensive just so you aren't crippling yourself as far as dollars. Because understand that if you give a cigar to someone who's not an experienced smoker, they're probably not going to smoke it all the way through. Their experience is not going to be as delightful as yours is. So don't throw away dollars yeah. is all I'm going to say. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good question. It was a great lead-in question. You know, it was just fitting. Today just fell together perfectly like a perfect puzzle. Yeah. No missing pieces. It was good. It was good. This is um this is a good episode and I'm I'm happy to have done it. Right. Cheers. Not that I have much of a choice. Happy birthday. <laughs> Hot ticket podcast. Happy <laughs> birthday. To you. It's a great birthday. Yeah. We love you, Hot Happy Ticket birthday. Podcast. I like how we're talking about it as though the <laughs> Hot Ticket Podcast isn't you and I, but its own being. Yeah. <laughs> it's its own thing, man. It's its own being. Well, once AI starts taking over, it will be. Once we're long and dead, Hot Ticket's just going to keep going. And keep rolling generation to generation. <laughs> yeah. God, that'd be crazy. No, it would be. Um, and with that, that's the end of the episode. Uh, Chris, how can everybody get a hold of you? And you can reach me at Big6Chris on Instagram or Alan.ChrisStudy on Facebook. A lot of people starting to have me on Facebook, man. The oh, thing crazy. is, is like I don't post shit on Facebook. The only thing I do on Facebook, man, is get on the Cigar Faction, which you need to do. Go to Facebook.com forward slash The Hot Ticket Cigar Faction. And you'll find me there liking, laughing, posting, being goofy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, you do that well. <laughs> um, you can find me at the Hot Ticket PC, right? Yeah. Hot Ticket so. PC on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I'm also uh, balls deep in the Hot Ticket Cigar Faction. So if you love the engagement, you love the dialogue, please join the group. We would greatly appreciate your presence. I want to um, see that 13% of females that listen to the show actually in the groups. We have one. I know we have one. We have one female, which actually... Yeah, yeah. Where are the women at? Where are all the women? Where are all the white women at? Where are all the photos of your titties and uh, them cigars? Yeah, man. Come on, women. <laughs> I think I just I think because of my overusage of the word cunt <laughs> for the past probably doesn't go fifty episodes well. probably does not work well for um, recruiting and any we, sort of and female we how, presence. We know how cigar smoker men react to women who you smoke get, cigars. You get one cute girl and she gets verbally molested by everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fucking perverts. <laughs> I love you all, but you're goddamn perverts. <laughs> they're sitting there typing out a message to a hot girl while they're sitting next to I their know. wife watching Netflix. <laughs> you weirdos. Great pick. <laughs> uh, as always, we'd greatly appreciate everybody subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes. You can also find our podcast on Podomatic and Stitcher. That is 
actually one thing I'm going to do this year is I'm going to put us on different platforms because people have recommended like, oh, I listened through this. Um, so we're going to start putting um, the feeds through other platforms so we give more accessibility to the podcast. And thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who listens to the show and who is a part of our social media groups and Facebook and whatnot. Like, it wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing without you guys. So, I mean, it makes it very enjoying and very invigorating and encouraging when we get so much interactions with you guys that we get excited to do the next episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Couldn't set it better myself. And with that, everybody, this is episode milestone, happy birthday, anniversary episode 50, <laughs> 51 will be at you next week. Thanks, everybody.